Hello and welcome to the Restaurant Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, TK. Hope everyone's having a great start to their week. Um, It's Tuesday when this episode is uploading, so, um, you know, you guys can make it. We're we're almost there. Uh, Today, I want to touch on a situation that I ran across this last weekend, and I kind of want to share my thoughts on it, and that's around negative employees. Now, the last few episodes... And really just the whole movement of the Evolve Leader is positivity and fairness. And, you know, I haven't talked too much about what to do when you have a negative employee and how that changes your mindset and how your emotions can kind of get the best of you. So there, there, there is one employee in almost every restaurant that is just seeping with negativity. Okay, maybe they've been there for a long time, you know, whatever. But these people threaten to quit all the time. They complain. They never try to, you know, improve their lives or others, you know, and they've been stuck in the same space for so long that they've become, you know, just this negative ball of energy. And whenever they're on shift, they tend to spread that energy to the rest of the team. And that's not good. Now, as a positive leader, You know, me personally, I uh, get great reaction from negative employees because I know how to be real with them and I know how to sit down and say, look, you're being negative and this is not to be taken offensively, but we just don't do negativity here. What's really going on in your life? What can I do to help make you happier? And you would be surprised by the responses that you get. Now, granted, there have been a few that have been like, you can't do anything for me. Cool. Well, I just want to let you know, while you're on shift, I don't want to hear any complaining. If you need help, let me know. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help you out, and I'm here to help the team, and uh, we're here to help each other. So, you're not in this alone. We can do this. And if they, you know, say the other and give you the actual answer of what they do need, maybe they need, you know... To come in 30 minutes later because they need that extra 30 minutes of sleep and they've just been too afraid to bring it up or maybe they thought you didn't like them for whatever reason you know people make up these these stories in their heads and these scenarios in their heads and they tend to forget that it's just it's it's all your perception okay and i've found that now most of the time you know the perception is right but there have been times where you're wrong And me too. There have been times when I have misread a situation because we're not perfect. Things happen. Mistakes happen. And when those do happen, um, you know, you, you approach the person and you say, hey, uh, let's talk a little bit. We're adults. Talk. It's what we do. This is society, especially since COVID has started. I feel like that's been taken out of the equation because it's wild to me to see so many people just afraid to talk to each other just afraid to have a conversation and to get past the issue and it's interesting to me and it i'm actually really curious and i researched this a lot on why people avoid those hard situations and it has a lot to do with you know, past trauma, past experiences, how they were raised, um, you know, and just who they are as a person, right? People are introverts. People are extroverts. People are both. Everyone's different. And I'm not trying to generalize anything here, but typically 
95% of the people that I've met avoid having conversations with the person they have a problem with. And that's why my almost really first step after I gather the facts from both sides of the story is I bring those two people who have a conflict together in the same room. And I say, look, we're adults. We're going to take turns speaking our piece. We're going to try to find a solution and return to normal. And then we're going to get on with our day because we've got food to sell and we've got guests to take care of and we've got families to go see after our shifts, right? That is the goal. And when you say that, you, you recenter the focus like, okay, you've been so caught up in yourself and this bickering between each other that you forgot the true reason we're here for our guests, for ourselves and for our families. That's it. We're here to make money, here to pay bills. We're here to give people the great experience they, they pay for, right? Food is not cheap, guys. Restaurants, especially if you're a full service, I know you're expensive and you, people tend to forget that meals used to be, you know, $10 a plate. Now you can expect to spend upwards of 20 to 30. Even in the restaurant that I work for, the brand, it's definitely not you know, higher tier, more mid and lower. And, the you know, we average about 22 people per, $22 per person. That's insane to me. And people will pay it, of course. But they're happy to pay it in our restaurants that I work for because we create that experience. We create an experience. It's not somewhere we, and I've been to many restaurants like this where I just go sit down and no music's playing. <laughs> the, the servers aren't very happy. And then you look at the menu and the food's $25 a plate. And you're like, okay, <laughs> Come, we're not eating here. Um, I've done that a few times. And maybe because I'm a restaurant guy you know it's it's really difficult for me to go out and not to observe what's going on there in that in that business and i know it happens to everybody if you've been in the restaurant industry for any amount of time when you go out even if it's with your family you are looking in the kitchen trying to take a peek at what they're doing how their operations are working um anyways getting off track here um referred it back to the negative employee so you know, you do your best to inject positivity in their life and try to correct their actions. And if that doesn't work, then the next step is to go ahead with performance redirective, which would involve a write-up. And in that write-up, make sure you write exactly what the behavior is that you want to be changed. If they are gossiping about other people, if they are, you know, consistently avoiding their side work or, you know being insubordinate and saying no to a task or manager gave them okay put whatever it is in detail remember to leave emotion out of it because we don't put emotion in a write-ups then you want to make sure you put a corrective action i want to see this employee do x x and x by this date we are going to schedule a sit-down date for two weeks ahead at 2 p.m on this date whatever okay be very specific and in that two-week follow-up, if they do not correct their action and they're still consistently doing this behavior you want them to change, you know, complaining or being generally negative and being aggressive to other people, I mean, whatever it is, sit down two weeks. If it hasn't changed, then you've got to terminate. And, you know, I've... I'm always about kindness and fairness, but I'm never about third chances. Second chances, 
yes, I think people deserve a second chance, and I think people deserve that respect of the second chance. Third chance, now you're being disrespectful. I mean, that's just it. And you have to remember as a evolved leader, yes, you are kind, you are fair, you are you know, positive, but you do have to remember to not let people take your kindness for weakness. You fought tooth and nail to get to where you're at. Don't be a pushover. And I hate to say it so bluntly, but don't. Be nice and cordial and professional. And when you need to, you make sure that you turn on a little more of a stern tone. And remember to leave emotion out of it, but make yourself very clear. I gave you a second chance. You didn't take it. Sorry. I wish you luck in your next career. And guys, that's for, you know, it's a tough call because many of us are very short-staffed. But you have to think about, is that negative employee, I gave them a chance to change. I told them exactly what they needed to change and how to do it. And make sure that you are their cheerleader, okay? Do not, don't target the negative employee. And just because they're on a performance plan doesn't mean that they're bad and they're disposable. They're still a human being. Okay, with feelings and they are going through a really stressful time even if they are negative they still have emotions too okay and they are going through a stressful time that you know they might lose their job and they know it so remember they have feelings too but we have a business to run as well and ultimately I have bills to pay you gave them a chance as a leader. You gave them a second chance as a leader. You coached them and did everything you can. Unfortunately, some people end like that. And at the end of the day, that that just means that you helped open them a door to their next opportunity. Because this was obviously a bad place in their life. If someone's coming to work negative and complaining all the time, they probably don't like the manager. They probably don't like the people they work with people they work around, the guests they serve, the places they dread coming to work. And by being the person that gives them that second chance to change and they don't, and then you cut the cord, you're forcing them into their next opportunity. And whether they take that opportunity or not, that's completely up to them. But you as a leader did everything you could. And it's really hard for some people to remember that. You know, they feel this guilt that they just took this job away from this person. And yes, you did. And yes, they will have to go find another job. And maybe they've worked for you for five, ten years. But ultimately, that was their decision. Now, with that said, it is really difficult, especially for new managers, to not let that negative employee overpower the rest. I have a manager who is, is quite new. She's a freaking rock star. Um, honestly, one of the best hires that I've ever made in my career. She's going to go really, really far. I mean, you guys have probably met a few of your own. You're just like, you're going to be good, but you got to get, you got to get straight. And, you know, she lets her emotions get the best of her. And, uh, we are working on that, but I've had an employee come up to me and just, 
you know, employees complain about their managers. It's what they do. Um, she had a concern about, you know, the manager's attitude and how she responded to a situation. And, you know, it, I, I took care of it, of course. And I approached the manager and we talked one-on-one. And it really hurt her that her team would come to me and complain about her. I mean, she was, you know, she was crying and it broke my heart because she worked so hard for these people. And however, I just, in my position, I can't just let a complaint just sleep under the rug. That's not what I do. I confront things. And that's why people I believe are kind of intimidated of me or they love me because I confront things and I'm not afraid to. Um, you know, she was just letting it all out, how she worked so hard. And, um, you know, we're in the middle of training a new GM for that place. Um, so they are, the assistant managers are running it and they're doing an amazing job. Um, but, you know, just kind of a breakdown moment for her. And she was pissed, uh, really pissed. And I gave her some advice and I said, you know, it is difficult to not let that negative person, negative instance trump all the good, you know. And I told her a story about, uh, it was, I was a situation where a cook was, um, just being blatantly disrespectful to me and refused. And it was just an overall bad day, you know? And I remember driving home thinking, man, I'm gonna put in my two week notice. I'm not, I can't freaking do this. <laughs> you know, one of those breaking, breaking moments. And I told her the story and I said, the reason I didn't was because of, people like you and people like the other assistant manager and a manager at this store and a manager and of course I'm naming names and leave those out as podcast but it's because of those people that I knew that I can impact their lives positively that I said you know what I have nine good reasons not to quit and I only have one good reason to let's stick it through and it touched her I, I hope because I saw her go into some pretty deep thought and, you know, I really hope it helped her and I hope it helps you guys. Um, and it's really hard to have a really bad day and have that bad employee just keep picking at you, you know, and really trying to get on, you know, just conflicting personalities. And it's really difficult to not let it all come crashing down and to quit. Not everybody's like that, but you will reach a point For me, it happens maybe once every two years. Um, You know, you just hit that wall. And that's when you know you need to take PTO. Is when you hit that wall. And when you start to think about quitting your, your career and jumping space, really think about a few things and start counting your blessings. Because there are people that look up to you and people's lives you will change. Positively. Don't let that negative employee push you out of your own restaurant. You can do this. Have that conversation. It starts there, guys. Having that conversation starts there. If you're having problems with an employee and you notice you guys are consistently pickering at each other and you're looking at the schedule and you're like, oh my God, I've got Rebecca today. If you are saying that to yourself, that is your sign. That's your sign to have a conversation. Same with your family, guys. If you were like, man, I'm, I'm dreading, dreading going to see my cousin. 
you probably need to talk with your cousin and you need to have a conversation like a grown adult and don't just fake it because the longer you do that guys the longer that's going to build up and the longer that resentment is going to fester and when resentment festers hatred comes out of that you can't be an evolved leader with hatred in your heart you can't because you have a power you change people's lives as a manager you can be their mentor you can be a lifelong friend you can be that person who sets them up for the rest of their life and with expectations of what a job place should be like or you can abuse that power you can become feared people will will work for you not for long but they will work for you because people need money to pay bills but the second that they have another opportunity they will jump not only that your peers will hate you you'll never be a leader amongst them if you have hatred so this week remember don't let those negative employees walk all over your positivity and remember to still treat them as humans because they are they have feelings even if they're annoying to you or you have conflicting personalities whatever they have stuff going on too remember that be the bigger person take the higher road treat humans like humans TK out.